Welcome to Healthcare Hacks and Connections Podcast. Here you will learn all things podcasting, acquire amazing tips and tricks required to transform your podcast into an essential tool to grow your business. On this show, we will bring in expert guests from across the healthcare spectrum. They will share their personal stories, discuss their struggles, and give real examples of how a podcast helped to grow their business. Now let's head into this week's episode. All right, guys, welcome back to the podcast. Today, we have a special guest with us. He is the ADA Comply Guy, and we will go in-depth today into what that really means, what is ADA, but I just want to introduce my guest with you, Tony Cagliano. Tony, welcome to the podcast. Can you introduce yourself to, to the listeners? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Nate. I uh, appreciate you uh, inviting me on here. It's, it's always a pleasure to hang out with you. Well, uh, my name is Tony Caggiano. I am known as the ADA Comply Guy. And what I do is I help businesses make sure that they're aware, first of all, of the newer ADA compliance for business websites. And that's the ADA, which is the Americans with Disabilities Act. And that is the law that was put into effect back in 1990 that you know now we have handicap parking and accessibility for ramps and handicapped bathrooms in brick and mortar businesses, but now mm-hmm. it is coming into the digital realm and now required on business websites. So um, we'll, we'll get a little bit deeper into that. I, I didn't even know it. So now it's required. Um, it is. It's required in the fact that the ADA and a bunch of uh, representative attorneys for people with disabilities are going after businesses left and right. I mean, the number of lawsuits has been increasing and more than doubling every single year in the past four or five years. So there are statutes in or um, legal precedents showing that businesses have been um, held responsible for providing accessible websites and ADA compliant mm-hmm. websites. So that's why it's required. There's no there's no black and white law set yet, but so they go after, they go along with the precedence of the other cases that have already been passed and deemed against the, uh, the businesses, unfortunately. Got it. Got it. And, and you know what? I actually understand that because I have heard that, that like they could be almost like a seeker shopper, right? Yeah. Yeah. They could literally just jump onto your website, see that you don't have ADA compliance and then set you up with a lawsuit. Yeah. And a lot of the lawsuits, a lot of the, the costs involved for uh, even small businesses, you know, they're in the range of 40, 50, $60,000. And that could really cripple a small business. It's, it's really, it's really sad that they're not going out there and spreading awareness before going after them with lawsuits. Mm-hmm. They're just spraying a fire hose of litigation out there. And that's bringing awareness in the wrong way. And so, you know, when I started the ADA Comply Guy company, my main mission is to bring awareness to businesses about this, um, but also as an advocate for the disabled community, trying to do it the right way and helping businesses and, you know, the disabled community come together in a positive light. Got it. Got it. I mean, and, you know, that makes sense, you know. So we're talking to healthcare workers, right? And so... I'm sure you guys are already shocked about hearing that. And you're probably wondering like, well, how does ADA compliance benefit them? Right. So Tony, if you can just explain that a little bit, because I know before 
we even got on this call today, uh, you were telling me that, you know, you work with some chiropractors right now. So kind of just go into a little bit in depth of like how that actually has helped, uh, their business and how it can help other healthcare workers, practices, clinicians with their business. Yeah, absolutely. So just, just a little back story. First of all, before I go into that, you know, people are like, well, I'm a small business. They probably won't bother me or, or whatnot, but that really isn't the case these days. It's because when the first case was litigated against a store called Winn-Dixie and they're a large supermarket in the South and a gentleman who was partially blind sued them because he couldn't get his prescription on their website. And so once that hit, all these lawsuits went out against all of the big guys. So the Home Depot, Home Depot, Chick-fil-A, Sephora, Domino's Pizza, even Beyonce and Kylie Jenner, they all got their letters. They all got sued and fined. And what they did was they went back to their in-house web designers and say, okay, go back in the code of our website, make things, make the changes you need to, to become compliant statically. And what that means is they actually recode the website and make it compliant that way. So now, now that the big guys, they know about this, they have their in-house web designers doing this. Now all the litigation is going after medium and small businesses. And at the top of the list of types of businesses, the top of the list is e-commerce sites because of the past year, everybody's going online and e-commerce sites are getting hit the most. But in the top three, number three is healthcare, you know, small healthcare workers, um, private practices, chiropractors, dentists, um, physical therapists, all of those types of healthcare workers, they're at the top of the list of really getting these letters, uh, these non-compliance letters. So that's one of the reasons why I really wanted to work with a work with healthcare workers because you as a healthcare worker you work with a lot of people with disabilities every single day um, a lot of times and you know they need to be able to get the information they need on your website just as, as somebody else would and so that's really one of the reasons why I wanted to that's one of our campaigns is helping healthcare workers. Uh, so we've worked with a lot of chiropractors so far. We're working with some dentists now and, you know, anybody in the small uh, private practice healthcare industry is a, somebody who really needs to pay attention to this sooner rather than later. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And then yeah, there, oh, I was just going to say, you know, you had asked me the benefits having an accessible website. I mean, there are many, I mean, first and foremost, you really want to make sure that you can protect yourself against any type of litigation that may come your way, but there are a whole other list of benefits uh, to making sure that you have an accessible website. And another one is that most people don't realize that over one quarter of the population of worldwide population of internet users has some kind of disability that hinders their use of most websites. And most people may just think somebody who has a seeing impairment or, or a hearing disability or something like that, but it really goes further than that into, you know, cognitive learning and uh, physical disabilities as well. Um, so you may have somebody with colorblindness that to that person, if you know them, you may not even know that they're colorblind, but it's something that they deal with every single day. You may have somebody with epilepsy, uh, somebody like my son, uh, my older son is on the autism spectrum. He has a learning disability. And so a screen reader that's built into the website could really help someone like him. Um, and even down to ADHD and dyslexia. Those are some of the things that, you know, when you have an accessible website, those are the tools that you provide for these for people with these different disabilities to be able to adjust your website accordingly um, so that they can easily and um, effectively utilize your site. 
Yeah, I definitely understand the uh, the colorblindness because I am colorblind. Oh, I did. See, I did not know that. But it's only with certain colors. So for some reason, when green is next to orange, okay, I can't see it. I don't know why. Like it, it just they blend for some reason. I mean, I know why it's colorblindness, but mm-hmm. it's sort of hindrance sometimes. I mean, even when I'm doing like cover arts for people, I had to confirm with my fiance. I'm like, Hey, does this look like what you're seeing? Is this what I'm seeing? Sometimes I have to confirm that with certain colors type of thing. And so now I can understand that. Yeah. One of the tools that we do um, include in the software that we have is a, a button pretty much that will just turn the whole website to grayscale. So in some types of colorblindness that will actually help decipher between you know one color or another, at least you can tell it's a different shade or a different color. So those are things that do help people. See, there you go. I didn't even know that. That's cool. That's, that's really cool. So let's talk about a little bit, because so, this is a podcast about podcasts, right? Let's talk about your podcast. Sure. So why did you start your podcast? Well, my podcast really started um, out of wanting to help more people. And uh, I've been an entrepreneur for 30 plus years. And, you know, I love helping other people, you know, especially with running their businesses or helping them by giving them insights that I learned the hard way along, you know, along the road of entrepreneurship. So, you know, I started my podcast called the entrepreneurial journey. And, uh, you know, I talk to people like yourself, uh, entrepreneurs who are out there working for themselves, building something, growing it. And we talk about the three pillars, uh, mind, body, and business. So it's, it's a lot about mindset and being an entrepreneur can be a lonely place sometimes, especially if you're a solopreneur. So having the right mindset, a lot of times can really help you get to different levels in your entrepreneurial career. The body, one thing that a lot of people neglect a lot of times, they'll, you know, they'll sit in front of a computer or they'll focus directly on the goal of the business part and neglect themselves. They'll eat junk food, they'll stay up late, they'll, they won't exercise and things like that. And you really can't get to that, that place that you really want, um, that peak where your goals are. You may get there, but then you won't be able to enjoy the spoils of your hard work at the end of the day. So, you know, we talk a lot about physical awareness and nutrition and uh, exercise, even for people who I'm not talking about super physical exercise and working out at the gym every day. Some people, even when I'm working a full day in front of my computer, I get up once an hour and I'll do a couple sit-ups or I'll do a push-up or a plank or something like that just to keep my body uh, in check as well as my mind. Um, And then the business part comes along with, you know, talking to people about their businesses and what they do and the different things that they do to help others. And we talk to people who have made it really, really big, very super successful. And we also talk to the ones who, you know, may have crashed and burned and failed and learned from those mistakes. And then people who are just starting out and where do they get, get started? So those are a lot of the topics that we talk about on, on my podcast as well. So. Yeah. I mean, in being an entrepreneur, like you said, it is a lonely place. So definitely, you know, find a community is one of the things that I always say to do is find a community of people that are like-minded and, you know, that will push you. And the reason of that is, you know, community, your, your strongest and your weakest link. Is that what it is? Right. Yeah. You're only as strong as your weakest link. Yeah. But what also allows that is so the community is also the strongest link pulls the weakest link up. Interesting. I like that. Yep. So it pulls that person up to, you know, their level 
And I mean, even with like the, your friend, right. You look five close people that you surround yourself with, right. Like those people also pull you up, but there is a point where people don't want to be pulled and they'll pull you down. Yes. Right. And the way that I, I say that one is it's like a bucket of crabs, right? Yes. I don't know if you've ever, ever gone trolling or anything like that. This is my Southern side coming out now okay. from New Orleans. But so if you go uh, trolling or crab cages, you know, when you go in boat and stuff, I don't know if some people might know what that means, but so if you put the crab in the bucket, mm-hmm. right. If it's one crab, it can get out. Right. But if you put a bunch of crabs for some odd reason, the other crabs want to grab the other crab down. Really? <laughs> and it won't, you, you, that's why you can leave like a bucket of crabs in the area and they won't come out because the other ones are pulling the other one down. So that's a great analogy. Yeah. That, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the Southern Nate coming out there. There we go. Yeah. So find your community and just make sure that the people around you are, are good people and they're positive in your mission, right? And if they're not, it's okay to move on past them, right? I, I think you being, you know, an entrepreneur for 30 years, what would you say about that? Um, definitely. You know, you always want to make sure that you surround yourself with the right people and a hard thing to do. And it, it's been hard for me as well is sometimes you can build relationships with people that are great people, but they're not the right people for you to, to help you get to the point in your business where you want, because they could be really nice, but you know, they could be pulling you down like that crab. So you really have to make those hard choices depending on where you are in your business, who you really want to surround yourself with. So that's that's definitely a a great analogy because I've seen that firsthand through the years. Yeah. So let's go back to the ADA compliance. You told me this before when I was doing my 45 day uh, live challenge. And actually I reflected on that in my, in the previous episode. So if you want to go check that out, but you're one of my interviews on that challenge. And you talked about how ADA compliance also, they give you a tax write-off. Yes. Right. Absolutely. You know, that's one of the, um, the other, one of the many other benefits that is available for businesses, especially the smaller businesses. Um, So Mm -hmm. while the ADA is out there filing lawsuits against people for being non-compliant, the IRS, which is, you know, another part of our government that we don't usually think of, um, That's good. (laughs) (laughs) But in this case, you know, there are a lot of different tax credits and things that are out there. And this is one of the Mm -hmm. hidden gem. You know, when I first started this business to really help people, I wasn't aware of it. And when I found out about it, it really just changed how I'm out there helping people because um, what it is, it's an annual $5,000 a year tax credit for people who provide accessibility in their business. So Mm -hmm. if you were to go and buy a ramp for your business, let's say you had a store and you purchased a ramp, the cost of that ramp, you can get 50% of what you paid for that ramp because it's an accessibility product. But because it's a one-time purchase, you don't get that tax credit annually. But Mm -hmm. with online um, in the online world, in the digital world, usually people have websites that they, you know, they pay for either on a monthly or an annual basis. They do online marketing. So these are ongoing costs that they incur annually to help their business. And now when we help you make it accessible, 
you can get this tax write-off, not a tax write-off actually, it's not a deduction, it's an actual dollar for dollar credit back in your pocket. So when you spend up to $10,000 in website, you know, accessibility services, digital marketing, anything for your business that is now accessible with our, our services, you can get up to 5,000 of that back in your pocket each and every year. So what we do, we help our clients. We not only help them become accessible with our software and other services, we actually create a program for them, give them all the forms that they're going to need to, you know, basically put this with their taxes and get back an additional $5,000. It's real money. It's real simple. And it's something that we can help our clients get. Uh, so that's one thing that they really love about it because it's basically a net zero cost each year to make sure you're compliant and accessible. And then you can also get a lot of the expenses you're already paying each year covered as well. And right. So basically, like you said, it pays for itself, right? It does. Yes. Basically. And then also I know it boosts uh, SEO, right? It does. So accessibility goes hand in hand with SEO because with SEO, the algorithms look for things like alternate text, and that's how they help rank you um, higher in their SEO algorithms. And uh, for those of you who aren't familiar with what alternative text is or alt text, they call it, it's basically a description of every single graphic that's on your website. So if somebody who has a hard time seeing may have a screen reader that when you hover over a picture, it will read whatever's in that alternate text. And that's one of the things that we can help our clients do and make sure that your website in the back end has all of those alt text tags in there. So while we're making you ADA compliant and accessible, you're also making your, your site much more SEOable, if that's a word, uh, or rank higher in SEO. <laughs> So, yeah. you know, because when your website is accessible, it's, it will better appeal to your users, the search engines and the screen readers, um, and then ultimately improve the SEO. Love it. Love it. I think that sells itself. I'm ready to buy. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tony, I just want to thank you for coming on the show, yeah. giving this value to listeners, just listeners, healthcare providers, just because I feel like they don't know that this is something that they do. They let's say should, but they must implement mm -hmm. really to their uh, business, especially because like you said, there are lawyers and stuff that are searching for uh, small businesses and trying to take them down based off of not being any compliant. But I just love how you basically showed the benefit of it uh, with the SEO, with the tax write-off. I think that's amazing. And if I had a website, darn tuned, I would be using you and getting that on my own my website with like the grayscale and all that stuff that you were just talking about. Mm -hmm. So we're towards the end of the podcast here. And as my listeners know, that means that we bust out the pod decks. Okay. And pod decks today. So we're going to do, let's do a foodie question. This sounds fun. Okay. All right. What food do you never want to try? <laughs> That's kind of funny. Never want to try. Yeah. I don't know. I've, I've been very, experimental with food during my life. I've tried, I've even tried escargot and I, I've I, tried it too. I won't ever have it again, but let's see something I haven't tried. I don't know, probably something really exotic, like, know, like monkey brains. Yeah. Something. something like that. Or, uh, I don't even know. No, because I've, I've had Buffalo. I've had, Oh, I thought you were about to ostrich. say you had like, like a Buffalo balls. You know, they have no, 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 no. <laughs> Buffalo meat, Buffalo meat. Yes. I've had ostrich, which is really good. Actually, probably I, I, I'm not crazy to try frog's legs. That's, that I haven't tried. So, yes. Really? Okay. 
Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> right? It literally tastes like chicken. <laughs> it does not. If I would cook you, so they look like drumsticks, really. If I make you crab, le- uh, crab legs, I'm stuck on the crabs here. If I were to make you frog legs, right, you would not know the difference between the frog leg and a piece of like a thigh from a chicken. You wouldn't know the difference. Are they, aren't they a lot smaller? They're a lot smaller, <laughs> but like if I said, hey, let me blindfold you. Okay. Here's a piece of chicken. You wouldn't know the difference. Really? Wow. You would not know the difference. Is There's no different taste. So like with escargot, right? Like you said, like that's more earthy. So I would know like, oh man, I mean some crustacean or something, you know? Yeah. Right. But uh, frog legs, you wouldn't know. So Interesting. I encourage you to try it. All right. Well, you know, the question was something I would never eat, but you know, never say never. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, sorry. Sorry. I know I got off topic there, but I was like, man, actually, you know, when I tried frog legs, they were good. <laughs> well, next time I'm down South in Louisiana or New Orleans, I'll, I'll definitely be sure to look it up on the menu. Yeah. I have to try ostrich. I don't, I never tried ostrich. So it's good. It's, it's kind of like beef really. It tastes like, and looks like beef. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I'm wondering if it's like other birds, like duck, like, you know, duck meat. It's not like duck. No, it's, it's more, it's like a red meat. Okay. Like beef and buffalo too. You can't taste it. You can't tell the difference. It's just healthier, I guess. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. All right. Next question is sweet or salty? Definitely sweet. Okay. Yes. What type of sweet? What, what is your favorite sweets? Dark chocolate. Dark chocolate. I like yes. dark chocolate. Yes. I'm not a big candy or a sweet eater. I stay away from salt whenever I can, but uh, yeah, you know, definitely once in a while, I like a little bit of dark chocolate. Nice. All right. What was the most expensive meal you've ever eaten out? It was in Nashville, Tennessee, and I was at a steak okay. a steakhouse, and I had uh, lobster and a steak so thick that uh, it was taller than the lobster. <laughs> it was so thick. So really, yes, it was an incredible meal, and I will never forget it. Nice. So I guess for me, mine was in, in, so Louisiana, there's a place called Brennan's. It's a five-star restaurant. This one, I was a little kid though. And, uh, it was, um, turtle soup that I had, but I didn't really like the turtle soup at the time. Now I'm, I'm different, but the most expensive chicken nuggets you've ever had in your life. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And it was made custom by the chef. And it was funny because they, they came out and they, the chef was like, are you sure you can have anything on this menu? I will make it. And he's like, you know, I'm like, no, like I, I want chicken nuggets, right? <laughs> You're a kid. You don't know. But the guy's like, all right, I got to make this epic. So he cooks it right in front of us. Wow. Right in front of us. I don't know how he did it. Cooks it right in front of us. He's like, that's probably chicken nuggets you ever have in your life. Was, <laughs> <laughs> but it was funny that cause I'm pretty sure that was like a hundred dollar chicken nuggets. <laughs> oh man. I'll never forget that. Nor my, nor my parents. It was like, get you into a five-star restaurant and order chicken nuggets. There you go. Okay. What's your go-to whole grain rice, barley, or quinoa? Probably rice. I like rice. Right. I was going to say rice yeah. is like a mainstay most, in most, my, my house. Like the type of rice, if you want to go granular no pun intended, mm-hmm. probably uh boss. I think they call it basmati yeah. rice, brown basmati mm-hmm. rice. So there you go. Okay. 
Do you try to buy local? Yes, whenever possible. Definitely. We actually, uh, it's funny that you asked me that because my wife and I were out a few weeks or last week and um, we ran into a local farmer who raises his own beef and sells it in in a small little um, farmer's market that he puts on every weekend. So a lot of the farmers come and bring their own vegetables that they grow and he does beef and chicken and uh, he packs it up and gives you fresh meat and vegetables right there. Nice. Yeah. Nice. No additives, no preservatives, all that other stuff, you know, yep. you just get it straight. Love it. First, I want to thank you for coming on the podcast, yeah, Tony. It's, it's and then for the listeners that resonated with your message today and what you said about ADA compliance, and they're looking to uh, work with you, how can they do that? Uh, the best way is to check out our website. Uh, it's adacomplyguy.com, or you can email me directly. Uh, it's Tony at adacomplyguy.com, and I'd be happy to set up uh, an appointment to take a look at your website and um, put together a custom plan just for you. Awesome. Thank you. Well, thank you again for coming on. For the listeners, don't forget to rate, review, and follow for more episodes. See you on the next one, guys. Peace. Take care. Thanks, Nate. For more inspiring conversations like this one, I invite you to join my free Facebook group, Healthcare Hacks and Connections. Also, be sure to subscribe, rate, review on Apple, Spotify, and Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Lastly, be sure to follow our socials on Instagram, the podcast underscore doc and Nate Novice on Facebook. Thank you and have a great day.